I'm Mel Kettle, and you're listening to This Connected Life, the show where connected leaders share their experience, values, and strategies that have helped them become more connectable so they achieve success in life and business. Hi, everyone, and welcome again to This Connected Life. I'm your host, Mel Kettle. This week has been a weird one for me. I've been writing my book for the last couple of weeks. It's due at the editors as we speak. I must confess I'm a little bit behind schedule. That's not likely to improve in the next week. But anyway, we'll get there. My book is called Connectable, How Leaders Can Unlock the Power of Connection. Oh, my God, I can't even get the title right. Connectable. (laughs) Anyway, it'll be out soon in the new year, I expect. But there'll be pre-sales on my website in the next week or two. So keep an eye out for that. And I will pop up a link and talk about it the next time. Anyway, if you are listening this week, again, thank you very much. If this is your first time listening, then welcome and thank you as well. I've had tons of beautiful messages of support over the last few weeks, and I'm really grateful for that. A couple of people, actually quite a few people, have messaged me and said how much they've loved in particular the episodes with Dominic Quartuccio who I spoke to about communicating with men and my conversation with Cam Schwab. Cam is the former CEO of a few AFL clubs and we had a great conversation about AFL, obviously, art, leadership and mental health. So if you haven't listened to either of those, then check them out. My guest last week was the beautiful Danny Vallant, who I've known for ages, and we talked about food and connecting with food. Highly recommend you don't listen to that one if you're hungry. By the time we finished, we were both starving, and I'm sure you can hear my stomach growling at one stage. Anyway, today I'm talking about kindness. I've been thinking a lot about kindness lately and how a small gesture can make a massive difference to someone's life kind is my favorite four-letter word. I think the opposite of kind is busy. I think it's unkind actually, but I like busy. Busy, we're also busy these days. And, you know, I really believe busy is the enemy of kind. So what can we do to be less busy and more kind? Being kind doesn't need to be difficult. It doesn't need to be expensive. It doesn't need to be time-consuming. And I've been reminded again this week that there's times in our lives when the world can be incredibly kind, when we're struggling, when we're celebrating, when we're grieving, when we just feel a bit overwhelmed. It can just be a really tiny gesture of somebody and sometimes it can be a tiny gesture by a stranger that can just make the world feel a whole lot brighter. I'm really personally incredibly grateful to have been the recipient of so many acts of kindness throughout my life. A few times in particular that really stand out were when my mum and dad died and the kindness of strangers as well as the kindness of family and friends was just phenomenal. What is still so beautiful to me is that once a week, once every two weeks, I'll get an email or a text from one of mum's really close friends or one of dad's friends just to say, thinking of you, would love to catch up wondering how you are. You know, they don't need to do that. It's been a long time. And yet those simple kindnesses let me know that their memories are alive. The other time when I was really 
besieged with kindness was when I had surgery for my melanoma on my leg and I couldn't walk for 10 days, which meant I couldn't get out of my house because I live in a two-story house and the living bit's upstairs. So I could get up into it because I was drugged up, but I couldn't get out. And that was over Christmas. And so people would drop off food and drink and gifts and go shopping for us. And it was just so thoughtful. But it doesn't need to be an event that prompts kindness. You know, this morning when I was on the train, the train before mine was cancelled. And so by the time I got on the train, it was already a sardine can. And somebody offered me their seat. I didn't need it because I was happy to stand. But if I had, you know, it was just a simple gesture and a simple kindness. Today, I've been working out of my co-working space at WeWork. And when I arrived this morning, I had an armful of packages, plus I had a coffee, plus I had a water, and I couldn't open the door with my swipe card to get in. And somebody did it for me. You know, it was just noticing that somebody needed something and just doing it. I think that epitomizes to me that kindness doesn't need to be this massive gesture. We all see kindness and receive and give kindness in our personal world. So why isn't it as common in the business world? And I wonder whether people forget when they get to work that when you're kind to the people you work with, whether it's somebody who reports to you or a coworker or somebody senior to you, it makes them want to do more for you. It makes them feel valued and it makes them feel appreciative that you recognize them and that you've gone out of your way, because that's often what the perception is, to do something that was unnecessary. I really believe that the biggest quality, the number one quality of a connectable leader is kindness. It can be as simple as saying thank you to somebody for a job well done. It can be as simple as giving your receptionist a cup of coffee or a glass of water when he or she is frantic doing their job. And that was one of the things that the very first company I worked for, on my second morning in the job, the CEO brought me a coffee. And I said to him, I should be doing this for you. Is this your way of saying that I'm not doing my job properly? And he's like, no, no, no. You just looked really busy because I was on the phone. And, you know, this was back in the day before anybody had a mobile phone in the 80s. And and I was 17 and it was my first job. And I was answering the phone. And the phone in this organization rang, 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 rang. So I barely had time to drink the coffee. I definitely didn't have time to get it. So that kindness came from him noticing that I looked a bit frazzled, I looked a bit stressed, and I was probably thirsty and parched because I didn't have a drink. Rookie error when you're on reception. Anyway, it was just a really simple kindness, and that set the tone for what I expected from future leaders in my life. Something else you could do, there's tons of ways that you can be kind at work. You can ask people how they are, and you can listen to their reply. You can say good morning when you arrive. You can say good night when you leave. I was reading something on LinkedIn the other day about someone I know who's new into an organization. And one of the things they noticed is that whenever anybody arrives, they always walk through the office and say good morning to every other person who's in the office. And when everybody leaves, the culture is that they do the same in reverse. They say good night and see you tomorrow to every other person in the office. Now, that organization has an enormous positive culture. It has highly engaged people and it has people who love their job and feel valued. And something as simple as saying good morning and good night every day has really contributed to that. 
One of the things that I wonder is, do businesses and do leaders not realize that people seek out the businesses that have shown them kindness? You know, I want to give my business and to give my money and to work with people who are kind. Sometimes I think that's really hard. We all have days where we are grumpy and cranky and sad and don't want to be at work and we all get that. But if that's the pervading environment in which you're working, you've got a problem. So maybe have a think about what is it that you can do to create this culture of kindness in your workplace. One of the things I realized recently, and I think I've said this on another episode of the podcast, but only 30% of people say thank you to a coworker. How do you work in a team and get your job done if it's not for your co-workers? And yet most of us don't thank them. So have a think about what is it that you can do to instill these habits within your workplace. A few months ago, Jacinda Ardern, Prime Minister of New Zealand, came out and said that New Zealand will now have a well-being budget that places an emphasis on kindness and empathy. And during the World Economic Forum earlier in the year, she said, we need to address the societal well-being of our nation, not just the economic well-being. If a country can do that, and if a government can do that, why can't we do that more in business? Now, I'm not saying that all businesses don't do this, because I know there's a lot that do. But if one of those is not yours, then have a think about what you can do. And it really shouldn't surprise you to know that research shows leaders and organisations that are kind to their employees have employees who stay longer, and I don't mean longer in the day, I mean longer in general in their job, less turnover, they work harder, they're more engaged and they're more committed to their organisation. And it also should not surprise you that when you're kind to your staff at work, that kindness flows out onto their colleagues, their families, your customers, your suppliers and your other stakeholders. I caught up with a girlfriend for lunch today who I hadn't seen in probably three or four years and we were reminiscing and reflecting on an organisation that we both worked in together about 15 years ago. This was an organization that had a beautifully kind culture until we got a new CEO who was, without a doubt, the most horrible person I've ever had to work with. He was an absolute bully and the culture went from being kind to being cruel so phenomenally fast it made your head spin. I could not believe it. But because he was a bully, the leadership team went from being kind to being mean as well because when you have bullying done to you it's really hard like it takes a pretty strong person to not inadvertently continually frequently or infrequently mimic that behavior so have a think about what does the leadership of your organization look like and if you're one of those leaders what does your behavior look like what would happen if you included a kindness metric in your key performance indicators or in your strategic goals? What impact do you think that might have on your people and on your business? I think we need to be remembering that kindness at work is not only about the warm fuzzies that it generates for the giver and the receiver. Kindness at work improves job performances, lengthens employee tenure, reduces absences. It reduces absenteeism and presenteeism at work. And presenteeism at work is one of the biggest costs to businesses and to the economy. Emma Seppala, who's the Associate Director for the Centre of Compassion and Altruism Research and Education, 
there's a mouthful, at Stanford University said in a paper, when organisations promote an ethic of compassion rather than culture of stress, they may not only see a happier workplace, since a lack of bonding within the workplace has been shown to increase psychological distress, while positive social interactions at work have been shown to boost employee health, but there's also an improved bottom line. Who does not want a better bottom line at work? To finish, what is it you can do to start a kindness revolution at your work? What can you do to be kind? What are you doing to be kind? And what are some of the small and meaningful ways that people have been kind to you? I would love to hear. So please connect with me on LinkedIn if we're not, or on Twitter or on Instagram. I would love you to share some examples of kindness. Use the hashtag ThisConnectedLife. You can tag me at Mel Kettle. You're also welcome to email me. I'm always looking for examples that I can include in future blog posts and in my book. My email is mel at melkettle.com. If you'd like to talk about how you can incorporate some kindness in your workplace, I'd love to come and do some training with you or work with you on this because it's something I'm so incredibly passionate about that's it for me. Have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you or talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you really liked what you heard, please leave me a review on iTunes or a recommendation on LinkedIn, or both. The show notes are all on the website, melkettle.com forward slash podcast. And I'd love you to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. You'll find me at Mel Kettle. See you next time and stay connected. Bye. Bye.